Hi, this is uh, Jim Bazinski. Podcast? Are you there, Sid? I'm the I'm running the controls today. I I, I thought I had, had the music off and it starts and of course the thing disconnected me t- twice before I can get in. So. <laughs> oh wow! Well, at least it's not 30 degrees where you are and uh, and breezy. So be glad about that. Is that what is? Yeah, you're gonna you're in New York. Uh, I'll be there Sunday, and uh, it's about probably 65 right now and sunny. What's it like there? 30 degrees? Yeah, 30 degrees. It was snowing earlier this morning, and uh, right now it's pretty sunny, clear. But it's supposed to get we're supposed to get a big snowstorm on Saturday, and another one on Monday. So it's kind of you know all the New Yorkers. Oh, I don't want it to snow. I'm excited. So I hope it, I hope it snows a foot. Well, it said two to four inches on the National Weather Service, which doesn't sound all that oh. bad. As well, long as it doesn't snow Sunday, Sunday and Tuesday, which are my flying in and flying out days, I will be happy. Yeah, amen to that. Um, well, you uh, will talk a bit about, a little bit, probably just talk about the story everybody's talking about, the uh, shrunken footballs at the AFC Championship game. <laughs> Because uh, I know you you've written about that. Uh, Belichick had a press conference. Brady's going to be talking in 45 minutes. But um, <clears throat> we want to begin with the NFL uh, on a different subject, and something we've kind of you and I have talked about for since we started doing the website, and that's sort of the, what I call the limits of reporting on gay rumors of pro athletes, and it's come up twice in the last basically week with Troy Aikman addressing. Uh, you know, rumors about him being gay, which have been out there forever. Uh, and the most recent one happened Sunday after the Packers' unbelievable choke in the AFC, NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. I mean, maybe the greatest choke I've seen in, in a big-time playoff game ever. I mean, I think yeah. it was the biggest lead lost in the last three minutes in like 30 years. Just, I mean, all these yeah. sort of first – the first time – it was just ugly. Anyway um, – there's a guy named Kevin Lanfleecy, um, and Kevin used to be Aaron Rodgers' best friend, best friend, roommate, and personal assistant. I mean, they were they would speak on the record glowingly about each other. You know, they would go everywhere together. They're at the ESPYS, and Kevin would just was like a puppy dog on Twitter talking about how great Aaron Rodgers was. Da 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 da. But we had heard, you know, people telling us, oh, this means they're, they're lovers. And was like, well, no, they can just be really good friends and roommates. Well, Kevin, in December of 2013, started posting on his Twitter feed rather negative things about Aaron. Basically, you know, how can you do this to me? You know, sounded like someone who clearly there was a breakup of some sort of a friendship, whatever, which then led a lot of websites, the gossipy websites, to talk about a gay relationship breakup. I remember you calling me when you first saw the stuff, and we kind of wrestled with how to address this and to do anything. Our dilemma was kind of was was solved when Aaron Rodgers himself publicly addressed the rumors and said, "I'm not gay. I really, really like women." Um, right. And that sort of is where it kind of ended. 
um, until Sunday when we got, we got a tip to check Kevin Lance Lisi's Twitter page. And this is after the NFC Championship. And you do it, and he has this, any off-season tees available? I need a medium. And off-season is capital O-F-F, you know, spells it out, which is a total riff on Aaron Rodgers telling the Green Bay Packer fans to relax, and he spelled it out earlier this season. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. He's <laughs> thrilled right. that this team has lost. And then you go back and you see when they got lost to the Saints by three touchdowns in uh, October, he said, a perfect night to relax. And, of course, he spells it out. And I thought this is a story because the facts are they were very close at one time, whatever the relationship were, and this guy is still so bitter that he's gloating over the fact that the Packers, right. which at one point, had been, you know, Anyway, I thought nothing of it, but we've gotten not a lot of pushback, but we always get pushback from people saying, why are you spreading this gossip and why are you doing this? And it sort of brings up this thing about, well, are we sort of not supposed to address this at all and what's so wrong with it? And I guess I wanted to get your take on how you think about these things in general in this specific case and sort of the stuff we wrestle with all the time here at Outsports. Well, the reason I've written several is exactly gay Columns. One was, is Aaron Rodgers gay? One was, is Tim Tebow gay? Just because I don't think that being gay is wrong. I don't think being gay is harmful. I don't think that being gay is something to be ashamed about. And certainly asking if somebody's gay isn't offensive. So I have no problem asking people if they're gay. You know, there there, there, there are some people like Troy Aikman who have gone a bit too far. I mean, it's it's been 20 years and, and it's just constant questions and constant rumors and innuendos and I would only address it now when he addressed it like he did recently. With a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Tim Tebow, there's nothing wrong with asking out loud if somebody's gay. It's not outing them. We don't know. We're not saying they are. It's somebody asking the question. And when other people are asking the question, I just don't think it's remotely bad or wrong for us to do so because I don't think it's remotely bad or wrong to be gay. Well, yeah, and I agree. And I think there, there's a natural discomfort maybe I have with reporting on just gossip in general. It's sort of not my thing to sort of want to write about. So I think it's a separate issue. But it's interesting that I, I bet you if this was Aaron's, I mean, probably he's not going to have a female roommate uh, these days. But, you know, if he had a close female friend that was, you know, tweeting him this kind of stuff, I think more people would have picked it up. But I was surprised at how nobody – and the mainstream, even Deadspin, sort of addressed this, which to me is a natural sort of, boy, this guy's so happy about Rogers losing that he's actually publicly gloating about it. Yeah, and you, and you just don't. I mean, apparently the guy was hired by Rogers to be his assistant as well. A lot of guys will hire their friends to, so they can make some money and, and work for them. So I, we we just we have no idea, and that's for for me to make the speculation. Totally fine. We have no idea. It is not wrong to ask if two men are in a romantic relationship. It's just not wrong. And I know some people would say, oh, well, you know, you're, if they are gay, you're pushing them in the closet. Well, oh, well. <laughs> There's just nothing wrong with being gay, and they shouldn't be ashamed of it, and that they should come out if, if they are. And if they don't like people speculating about it, then they should... <laughs> Don't break up with boyfriends who have big mouths. Yeah, and I guess it comes to me too that that it's it's still seen, unfortunately, by too many people that the mere 
sort of assumption or you know accusation, so to speak, that someone's gay is a bad thing. Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is gay. Well, okay, let's suppose Aaron Rodgers is gay, and the Packers found out, and the Packers cut him in March. How long do you think Aaron? How, how long do you think Aaron Rodgers would be unemployed? Five minutes. <laughs> well, he would have he would have ten offers in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and so we know this idea that never happened. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm giving you the worst sort of, you know, this idea that, okay, this is what they say will happen, this terrible thing. Well, okay, if this terrible thing happened with the Packers for some reason, uh, you don't think the <laughs> the Bears would cut Jake Cutler and pick him up and I'd probably, you know, they'd be all killing themselves to get the guy. So this idea that, okay, so what if you say Aaron Rodgers is gay, what does it matter? Well, he's publicly denied it, so, okay, he says he's straight. I have to take him at his word. I mean, I don't know him at all. But what I found interesting that this guy, Len Fleecy, is still so pissed about something that he's actively rooting for him to lose. I mean, that's, that's to me the funny part is that whatever happened must have been pretty bad for him to not simply say, oh, we're, not, we're still close to say, <laughs> you know, he's probably watching sure. that game, cursing as they're winning, and then when they lose, oh, my God, I can't wait to just go diss him. And I, I found that funny that there's something, like, I want to know, like, what the hell happened with these two guys that this guy wants nothing but the worst for Aaron Rodgers now? Yeah. I mean, you never know. But but the the, the question, as you stated, is, is it is it wrong to wonder if they're gay? No. I, I just don't think it's wrong, and I'm not going to stop doing that. Yeah, and we don't do that a lot. I mean, we, we don't simply say, is Peyton Manning gay? Is Tom, you know, we, we sort of need to have something based on – I don't know what's out there in the public or what people are sort of talking about to sort of address it in the first place. But, yeah, I'm long past that idea of, oh, my God, there's you know something wrong with saying so-and-so's gay. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, we haven't meant – most times we don't even acknowledge it until the athletes. Yeah. Tony Rhodes, we didn't touch it. I think Aaron Rodgers, we didn't touch it until he talked about it on the radio show. So I think we're out there looking for these gossip items. Yeah, and I think that we didn't touch it with the Aaron Rodgers initially because the tweets from – uh, Kevin Lanfleisi weren't. It didn't say I just broke up with my boy. You know, it was like they were very. You could have read them a whole bunch of ways. Maybe they just had a fall, business falling out or something. Maybe Aaron accused them of yeah. something. Whatever. So we kind of decided, well, let's just hold off, and then we didn't have to hold off more than 24 hours before. And I think, to his credit, a radio host interviewing Aaron Rodgers asked him specifically about it, and I yeah. applaud that guy for not thinking there was something horribly wrong about the question, and Rodgers addressed it. Well, to be clear, I would bet my house that they cleared the question with Rogers before they asked. Then he should have given a better answer. Dave Copay is like, <laughs> when he sees that, he goes, what do you mean I really, really like women? He goes, what straight guy says, I like women. You love women. And every time he will, like, go off on that when he sees Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean you like women? So it was pretty funny that I know the answer to so many people was like, that's your answer? Like, you know. But uh, but it is amazing well, you know how Tom, much. But I was just gonna say it's topic. You know what Tom Brady really, really, really likes? He played in football. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that is the biggest story in the NFL right now, and one of the biggest stories. Uh, you know, I think it's not, shouldn't be the lead story to the nightly news, but it's pretty close. Um, and so we'll transition into that. Uh, Belichick had a press conference today where he did his best Richard Nixon and said, I'm not a crook. 
Uh, <laughs> my little needling of you. Anyway, um, we know for a fact that the balls were deflated. The NFL apparently found 11 of the 12 footballs that were used by the Patriots were underinflated after they left the possession of the referees. We still don't know who did them and what the sequence was. And Belichick at a press conference this morning said he had no knowledge of anything. Ask Tom. Brady's going to be giving his version of events in about a half hour, which I'm going to find interesting. It was when Brady was asked about this Monday, he thought, made it like what the dopiest question, and he laughed about it. And I'm kind of wondering what he says now because the, the, something happened. Whether or not he had anything to do with it, something happened. So these balls were deflated. What the hell is your take on this whole thing? Well, it's funny because I wrote a I wrote a column about this, essentially my five questions about this and the officials and 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 whether it was cheating or not and and did it affect the outcome of the game. And it's funny how some people say, "Oh, you're just a Patriots fan. You're defending them." I'm not defending them. They cheated. Like somebody cheated in that organization. Somebody intentionally broke the rules to, in their mind, gain an advantage, period. But I'm not defending them. What I believe is absolutely true is that it didn't affect the outcome of the game. The the the, the Patriots did not beat the Colts because those balls were deflated. In the second half, they were playing with the same balls, and the Patriots outscored them 28-0. to zero. Okay, well, let, me interject, let me interject for a second before you continue. And that's an interesting point is that after Spygate happened back in 2007, Gary Myers of the New York Daily News talked to Robert Kraft, and he asked Kraft about what Belichick told him about Spygate, and apparently Kraft asked Belichick, on a scale of 1 to 100, how much did taping help the Patriots? And Belichick's answer was 1. And Kraft said to Belichick, then you're a schmuck. Meaning, if all you got was a 1, why would you do this? And that's my point about this. They, They own the Colts these days. They beat them by three touchdowns or more in every other previous game to Sunday. They would have won yeah. that game, no doubt in my mind they would have won that game, unless they absolutely did what the Packers did. So why on earth would you do something that would leave you open? Okay. You know, like to get this you know, minuscule edge, why would you do this? And then knowing the history and knowing that if you do it and everyone finds you did it, they're going to say, well, okay, the typical Patriots. I don't understand you want, that you want my small theory? margin game. You, yeah. you want my theory? What's your theory? Yeah. Here's my theory. Oh, now we got an ambulance driving by. Welcome to New York. <laughs> and this is this is why this is one of the 18 reasons I don't live here anymore. <laughs> ambulance is going by every five seconds. My theory is it has nothing to do with the Patriots. It has everything to do with what I said about Tom Brady back in September. I would bet money this is Tom Brady doing. And not as this, I, I actually buy Bill Belichick's response. I totally buy it. It just it, it feels he offered, you know, I don't know. It just seemed I seemed to be telling the truth. But Brady just isn't. He hasn't been playing well, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, he started playing better. The cast around him didn't change. I wonder if the ball did. I just I just wonder. That's my theory that uh, that this is this this was Tom Brady doing this, or or cajoling somebody on the team to do it for him. Hey, well, Sid, we, we, have, we actually have a we actually have a caller. So, uh, oh God, 
Hello, caller, are you there? Yes, this is Bob. Hi, guys. Hey, Bob, where are you calling from? Indiana. Where else? Oh, okay. <laughs> <Are you> calling, <laughs> what, calling to rip the Patriots. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, first off, I find it interesting is, is this whole thing has gone on. First off, the NFL about this whole issue. Because at first I'd heard it was Indianapolis that told said that said something was going on. Now I find out through SPN that it's Baltimore tipping off Indianapolis, who then tipped off the NFL. I will say I, I didn't catch a press conference, but I certainly read the majority of the quotes. And it, it at a minimum, it sounds like Brady is going to fall on his on the sword one way or the other. It's just coming across like that. I mean, I... I, I don't believe you can coach for as long as Belichick's been coaching and not have a clue as to what's going on. Um, the balls? That, the inflation of the balls? I think Come you on. know everything about that point. I think oh, I think Belichick, you know, Belichick micromanages everything on that team. I so agree. I How do you not? How do you not know that after 30 years of coaching, I probably would know everything, including the, the inflation and the range and everything. Just because out of 30 years of coaching experience, how could I not at some point have heard that? I, I refuse to believe he, knew, he knows nothing about that whole subject. You can't after 30 years of coaching. I cannot fathom that. And like Jim said, he is such a micromanager, his own reputation precedes that. So how can he, how can he be that and then say, I know nothing about the ball? Hmm. I mean, look. It, 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 I think Brady's going to fall on his sword over this. I think he's going to say, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry, because he figures, what are they going to do to Brady? It's his first offense, quote-unquote. They'll find him the $25,000, and, they'll, and they'll, hope, they'll hope that the NFL just move on from there. That is my feeling of what's going to happen. Obviously, as Jim said, the press conference is, what, a half hour away, so I may be eating my words after I say all this. But I, I, I can't believe when you're the micromanager that, that – Belichick is that you have no idea that about what's going on with the balls. I I, I, I cannot believe that. You know, my theory, well, my theory before Sid, my theory before Sid and Sid could address both. Of them. I don't. I, I I could believe Belichick didn't specifically say prior to this game. Make sure the balls are underinflated. My oh, guess no, is probably a long-standing policy of like, hey, when when certain weather conditions happen. Uh, that's sort of understood what the boss wants, sort of wink, wink, nod, mm-hmm. nod, give me, plausible, mm-hmm. give me plausible deniability. That's my theory. Exactly. Take it away, Sid. <laughs> also, well, it's interesting because he talks specifically about inflating the 12.5 knowing that they could go under. So I could absolutely see him saying, inflate the 12.5, we know it'll go down to 12.2 when it gets colder. Make sure it's warm in the room when you make it 12.5, it goes down to 12.1. I could see them doing that. Inflating them, and Ian, I could see some ball boy saying, you know, or Tom Brady saying, just give it a little extra this time. But beyond all of this, who did what? We know, we know what happened. The reason that I focus on the officials is, how did this get past the officials? My, when I and I related in this column, every single time the ball boy hands me a ball, I give it a little squeeze. It's usually a ball I've seen 10 times already in the game, but I still do it. And a lot of times I'll have a problem with a ball and I'll send it back. Or I'll, have, I'll think I'll have a problem with a ball and I'll talk to the umpire and I'll say, check this ball, check this ball. And they'll say, totally fine, every single time. Because the other officials just they just don't care about the inflation of the ball because they know it's just not that big of a deal. You talk to play the game. But I, I wonder if it's, if it's this huge deal 
and somebody's cheated, why on earth did the officials not catch this? For, for, the, for anybody to say, oh, the officials don't touch the ball enough, they don't squeeze it, that's ridiculous. They, they, well, Mike Pereira of the NFL, Pereira, the former, he's, this is his theory. He said the balls were checked beforehand and okayed. And once they're okayed, he thinks the officials don't, don't pay that much attention if they've already said, I've checked the footballs and are running them in and out of the game and putting them down and trying to spot it. That was what he said. But here's, I'll go beyond that, Jim. Go ahead. It very well may be that they were just like this when they were checked. And the officials, my point is, officials don't care about this rule. It's just not an important rule to them. So it, it, well, it could have been like this for games and games and games. The officials just don't care about this rule. Well, does it matter that the officials don't care? Or does it matter that they did something they shouldn't? I mean, you're... You're, you're try- I, I mean, I agree that the officials should care more, but really, does it? I, I, it's, a, I, it's a dumb I agree. rule. Well, Sid, I it's could sit more than a nerf ball. Sid, I could sit. I could. I'm trying to think of an analogy. I, I, I wish I could. I'm, 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 I'm lose. I can't think of one off bat. If, if I get the feeling the refs don't care about something, and it's becoming obvious to me, maybe within the course of a year. Jim was talking about how all of a sudden, after four and four, all of a sudden with the same players, all of a sudden doing so much better. If I get this feeling that the refs don't aren't caring about this, and then I start doing what I, the, deflating the ball in whichever manner I'm deflating it, does it make it less of a cheat because the officials don't care? I don't think it does. I don't think that makes things. Well, well, wait, wait, let me. Just, I, I saw something from Gene Steratour that was. He said, they check the balls one by one. And by inserting a needle and reading a gauge, and if the ball is underinflated, they use a pump to fill it. My thing there is the Colts balls all were at the proper inflation, so I can't believe the officials would have checked the Colts balls, found they're okay, then saw the Patriots and said, "Okay, they're a little soft. I don't care. I'll let these go." I, I just kind of find that hard to believe. I think they were probably properly inflated when they left their possession. Then who did what to what is still a great mystery. Well, as I said, and I'll say this again, even if, let's assume that the referees don't squeeze the ball, maybe like you do, Sid, when you're officiating. Okay, I don't. Is that a, a part of their job? Are they should be should be they squeezing this enough to have an idea? Or at that when it gets cold, like it was in New England in that game, do they? Are, and with they're having gloves on and everything else, I assume I think the refs have gloves. At least some of them do. As soon do, as do they, you touch the ball. As soon as you touch a ball, well, they did this on ESPN the other day. They gave everybody a regular ball and an underinflated ball. And all of it, oh, my God, it's such a huge, oh, how could you not feel this as soon as you touch it? It is a big difference. And I, I listen, the Patriots cheated. There's no question somebody in that program cheated. No question in my mind. And the officials somehow didn't do their job. I'll tell you this much. The Super Bowl is going to be played with a properly inflated ball. Let me ask you a question. Did you, get my, did, did you get the tweet I sent to you with Jackie McMullen's little article? Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on that one. I didn't, I didn't read it, to be honest. <laughs> okay, let, let's, let's spin this forward in the last few minutes. Okay, let's suppose they did cheat. What, what punishment should be meted out? Bob? Boy... If somehow or another it's simply Brady, um, my guess is, or they can't at least cannot prove it was Belichick, and the only way they can think they can prove it is Brady. My guess is because 
he it's been a, a first offense. My guess is it's going to be the twenty five thousand max, and that'll probably end up that. If they can link Belichick at all to it, then I don't know because I I think one thing I have heard over sports radio. Remember, I'm a truck driver, so I don't get to watch TV anymore very much. Thing I've heard over and over again is what really can hurt Belichick. You know, so you find him. I think he paid two million dollars to build him another ring, which a lot of coaches would either. He's not the only one. How do you hurt him? Well, the only way I think you can ever hurt him is saying, "Well, guess what? You're not going to get to coach in the Super Bowl and tough and tough nuggy." That's the only way I think you can ever really hurt someone like him. You couldn't hurt him with a draft pick, so you take one draft pick away. He don't care. So you so you find a million dollars. He's not going to care. How else do you hurt him? Well, so I think it's interesting. Knowing what you know now, what what punishment should be, if any, appropriate? Again, it, it, it's tough. I think that there is monetary. I think there's draft picks. I, I think, you know, if, if they somehow do link Belichick to it, I think it's a million-dollar fine for Belichick. I think it's a $2 million fine for the owner. I think it's a loss of a first-round draft pick. And, frankly, I don't, I don't know if they can do it. I know they could in college. They've done it in the past, but – Unfortunately, conduct penalty at the beginning of the Super Bowl. I mean, you really this stuff has it, it can't happen. Now, if it's if it's Brady, if Brady does quote fall on the sword and it was all him, I think I don't know if it's a half million, it's some large fine for Brady, and I think the program still loses a draft pick. I don't know what's the first round draft pick, but it wasn't just this one person doing it. Brady sneaking into the ballroom. Deflating a third round pick, maybe I don't know, but some, I, th- I think you have to punish the program no matter what. I agree. Well, my, punish- I, my punishment: um, I would suspend Brady for the Super Bowl, um, order a one-week trade of Peyton Manning to the Patriots, so Peyton has a chance to get his second <laughs> Super Bowl ring, and that would be the appropriate and fair punishment for the good of America. Um, I think I agree with Sid. Um, I, I think a fine and a draft choice is probably what, what, based on what I know, I don't think they'll be able to pin it on Belichick. I mean, unless someone rats him out, which not going to happen. Um, I don't think it should be on that right now. Um, I mean, it's cheating, but in a sense to me, it's, it's like it's a misdemeanor, but for a guy who's already committed a felony. So I think that's what makes it bigger. Um, it's not a huge. I don't think it's a huge competitive advantage in this case, but I do think they'll probably get some sort of fine and maybe a third-round draft choice. It is funny listening to the former players on NFL Network and ESPN. If you didn't play for him, you hate Bill Belichick. <laughs> you hate him. He is the most despicable man ever to step foot on the sideline of a football field. It's 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 comical to listen to. Well, I don't, I don't know. So I'll say one thing about about the way that they don't mind letting go of play, veteran veteran players at some point in time. I'm not sure if every player is that complimentary about them, even if they've been in a situation like their former offensive lineman's in, where they don't mind cutting people. Almost, you know, if, at some the point. So, I mean, I, the pros understand it. Anyhow, we got to wrap and Brady, up. Brady even I, said I, this week. Brady said this week. Listen, I I I could be cut like anybody else. So he's aware of it. Um, well, Bob, we're running out of time here. but uh, Oh, no problem. I'll, I'll let you who go. Are you, rooting for? are you rooting for anybody in the Super Bowl? I have abs. Look, this is, this, I was, I'm with you when that, you, you said, get that call. This was, the, this was the Super Bowl from hell. I have absolutely <laughs> no rooting interest whatsoever. So I'm with well, you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the game nonetheless, Bob. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
and Sid will uh, next next week. Sid will be in Arizona at the Super Bowl. So, depending on his schedule, hopefully we can do a live uh, Super Bowl podcast where Tom Brady comes out of the closet to you, and uh, Russell Wilson comes out of the closet. Richard Sherman. Oh, Richard Sherman! I love Richard Sherman. Came out as gay because then you'd have to like the guy. <laughs> I still not like him. But anyway, um, so we'll, we'll hear from Sid next week at the Super Bowl. Um, Sid, I don't know how to do this stupid music to end it, so we will sort of just wind it down now. I will see you in New York on Sunday, and we will talk to you all next week. Sounds good.